0: As a business owner, chances are you know it's important to have tabs on your finances. But I think it's fair to say that keeping track of your money isn't exactly the most exciting task. Not to mention the fear that can come up around actually knowing your numbers. It's easy to see why so many business owners avoid those financial statements until it's tax time. Today we dispel the wrath of the IRS and talk about what you can do to get to know your money So you can lift that weight off your chest and have systems in place to let the money roll in. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to announce October's winner of my free vision board design intensive. This review comes from 4th House Creative. It reads, so actionable. This is definitely my new favorite podcast. Amanda and her guests deliver quick and actionable thoughts that you can apply to your business that day. I think the duration of each episode is perfect for business owners who really don't have a ton of time to listen, but still want insights for their business. I can't wait for more episodes. Thanks, Amanda. Fourth House Creative, go ahead and shoot me an email at amanda at and I'll get you set up with your free intensive. My guest today is Morgan Trine, the financial strategist and bookkeeper at Honestly Bookkeeping, a firm dedicated to helping creative entrepreneurs create long-term wealth and build sustainable businesses. Morgan, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: I'm so excited to be here, and I am really excited to dive in today.
0: Yes. Awesome. So can you tell me a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it?
1: Yeah. So like you just said, I'm a financial strategist and bookkeeper. And what that means is, I help creative uh, service based businesses to really understand their finances, not just in the nitty gritty, you know, this is how much you spent uh, at Starbucks last month, but really going into that bigger picture of finances and helping business owners understand the strategies and implications of their whole financial world and how to get to whatever that next level is for them.
0: Awesome. So can we talk a little bit about what the biggest mindset shift is for your clients when you work with them?
1: Yeah, totally. The biggest uh, mindset shift that I see uh, really comes around fear right? Fear and money are topics Mm -hmm. that frequently come up together. Um, Totally. And I sort of break this into two categories, what I affectionately call the wrath of the IRS. (laughs) And then also, right? And then the fear of doing something wrong. So those are the two sort of Camps that I see a lot of my clients in. I deal, you know, more with the fears that are surrounding taking action when it comes to money. I am not as versed in the money mindset stuff. There's a number of people who are really great about talking about the shift that's needed in mindset and money.
0: Yeah. So I think what what you're talking about there is you're talking about kind of cultivating mindset you need to create more wealth. And I think you're kind of coming in at the point at which you're like, okay, you've already created this money. You've already brought it in the door. So what do we do with it once it's here? And how can we keep tabs on our numbers and know our finances and feel really good about just like being on top of those things and really understanding them and understanding how that money can work for us. I can totally relate to what you said about the wrath of the IRS. I started my business about 3 years ago and I remember just like the idea of getting things set up in QuickBooks and categorizing them and knowing what to categorize things as was just like daunting. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens for so many entrepreneurs because well first of all no one tells you how to do this stuff in business right like I feel like a lot of us are just kind of thrown into the trenches and we're like figuring it out as we go like I definitely didn't take a course in college that taught me how to do this right. like I I was a design major in college like I did not learn bookkeeping so I think you know there's that fear that comes in I'm like what if I categorize it wrong like what if the IRS shows up at my door one day and I'm like sorry, I didn't know that that was supposed to go in the meals and entertainment category, you know? So so fears like that, I think are what hold us back from even getting started with a system. So let's just take a moment and talk about the wrath of the IRS. Because I would love to know like your personal experience with the IRS. And I mean, I've been assured by my accountant that the IRS has like real humans working for them and that they understand how decisions are made and all that kind of stuff. But I'd love to hear your point of view.
1: <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. And what you just just said sort of touched on two things, you know, how, how we're all as business owners sort of thrown into this and you figure it out yourself with, you know, when it's branding or when it's, you know, writing your website, the stakes are there, but there's not that added level where it's, you know, do I put that in meals and entertainment or advertising? There's Mm -hmm. a different stakes there because there is this clients and regulatory body that's involved in that. So we're all sort of figuring it out. But part of what makes the money side of it more daunting is because there is this sort of extra body that's involved with it, right? And then the other thing is that you only ever hear the bad stories, right? So true. (laughs) You know, whenever you're you're hearing about the IRS, you're hearing about you know the business owner that owes. 17,000 in back taxes, right? Or like Mm -hmm. things that make your toes curl and you want to just like go under the covers and hide. (laughs) And you don't hear about the thousands and thousands and thousands of businesses who are fine, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah.
0: Because that doesn't make a good story, right? (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly. And so part of it is that what you're exposed to is the worst case scenario, which doesn't help Ease the anxiety.
0: Um, yes. <laughs> so,
1: but yeah, so in full disclosure, I haven't worked with a client who's gone through an audit. So okay. most of my experience comes through speaking
0: with... I others. think that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> you right. Know, but most of my experience has been with talking with other bookkeepers um, and other accountants who have gone through an audit. And in most cases, it's just what the IRS wants to see is a good faith effort, right? Got it. It's something where in terms of keeping receipts, the fact that you've even kept them and can show like, okay, here's the place where all of my receipts are, be that physically or online. The IRS is going to have, see that you've made that good faith effort, you know, gone through, but they're not going to be going through to be like, did this penny actually belong where they said it was? Right. Right. Or, you know, it's not something where you have the 10 agents come into your office and <laughs> start going through all of your stuff. It's like, you know, an email exchange of, okay, here's the documentation you're asking for, you know, are we good? Yep. Yep. Great. So part of it, you know, when you actually get audited, most of the time, it's not that scary and it's mostly just documentation stuff. And then in terms of actual like categorization and knowledge of, okay, where do things go? Again, it's good faith effort. Most of the time, the category that sort of low hanging fruit is the meals and entertainment category. Um, like you yes. brought up. Yes. Yeah. And part of that is with the tax reform that happened last year, meals and entertainment was one of the the categories that was affected. And so currently, as of 2018, entertainment is not tax deductible. So if you took a client out to a play, for instance, Mm -hmm. um, that wouldn't be tax deductible. Whereas previously that would have been 50% tax deductible. Got it. Yeah. And then with meals, you know, so going out to, you know, taking a client to coffee, that is 50% deductible still.
0: Okay, cool. That's good to know. But
1: it is one of those categories where if you're taking yourself out to a meeting with yourself at Starbucks and putting that on the, your business tab. If the IRS does come in and start looking at that and seeing that there's a lot of, of meals and entertainment expenses, that's their the first place that they're going to look and be like, mm, nope, sorry.
0: So let's talk about that for a second. So like, hopefully this never happens to anyone, but let's say the IRS does come in and they're like, mm, no. What happens to that meals and entertainment category? Do they say like nothing in that category is tax deductible anymore or Like what happens?
1: Yeah. So again, I don't have firsthand experience with this, but it's my understanding that they're like, okay, anything in that category is not deductible. Got it. Okay.
0: But not yeah. that like nothing the, from that year is not deductible.
1: Exactly. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. But it may mean that they're going to take a closer look at other categories then.
0: Okay, cool. Super interesting. So I think another thing that holds us up, like if we can move past the fear of the IRS, I think the majority of us are making a good faith effort with our taxes. Mm-hmm. So if we move past that fear, I think the other fear that comes up is, well, I don't even know where to get started. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to me about like the kind of systems you should set up or like whether we should be using bookkeeping software or hiring someone to do it for us or kind of just like all the different possibilities when it comes to systems and what you recommend?
1: Yeah, totally. So I love systems. I love talking about bookkeeping systems and financial systems. <laughs> <laughs> and part of the reason, so so there's multiple studies that show that. The more choices you have, the less happy you are, which totally explains my like total anxiety going into the chocolate aisle. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But what systems do is they take away some of the choices. Okay. Right. Yep. So you're not having to ask yourself, what am I supposed to do now? Because when you have systems in place, it takes away that question. And so a lot of, you know, the anxiety that comes up when you get into finances is like, well, I don't know what to do. But when you create the systems, it, it takes away some of that. So definitely setting up uh, at the very basis some sort of bookkeeping software. If you know that you are a spreadsheet person and you know, if you are a spreadsheet person. <laughs>
0: Right, right. I, I have so many friends who are spreadsheet people, so I like laugh at that because um, right. if I can avoid using Google spreadsheets for just about anything, I'm a happy girl. But
1: right. so if you know that you are and you want to do your bookkeeping in there, I'd say that's fine, right? If you're like spreadsheets meh, or you're like spreadsheets no definitely start right away with a bookkeeping software.
0: And let's just break that down for a second. So what I found to be quite magical about bookkeeping software and why I suggest that everyone has it is that it will actually bring in your expenses for you. And that's so important because guys, we have plenty to worry about. (laughs) We don't need one more thing. So it's one thing to remember to keep the receipt from Starbucks. It's a completely another thing to remember to take the receipt from Starbucks out of your wallet, record the amount, take a photo of it, put that somewhere else. So this is why I love bookkeeping software because it's, already in the software you already know it's like your mental cue that you have to find that receipt and reconcile it
1: exactly that's basically what i normally say too is like your mental bandwidth is already so full of other things you don't need to be thinking about was that target receipt for supplies or some other category right mm-hmm. like the the bookkeeping software links with your bank and then those feeds come in so you get a list of transactions that have come through and then can categorize those and reconcile them.
0: Awesome. So do you have like specific software that you recommend or are you just kind of like a something is better than nothing kind of gal?
1: So at the very start, something is better than nothing. But my personal favorite is Xero. It's a software that most businesses in the, in North America don't know about as much. However, it's technically the first cloud-based accounting system. Hmm. So QuickBooks is more known in the US, but QuickBooks Desktop was first, then Zero which is cloud-based and then QuickBooks Online became cloud based, sort of in response to Xero. And then, if you're outside of the US, you know, in New Zealand or Australia, UK, Xero is the predominant bookkeeping software that's being used right now. And so, I really like Xero. For me, it's much more intuitive, it's just very user friendly. It really works with my brain. And the other thing that I love is that the main plan gets you everything that you need and you'll be able to start using it from the very beginning and it will grow with you. So that's the software I really love. And then QuickBooks Online is also a really good software to use too. Uh, It's one that I know that a lot of US businesses own. Those are the two that I recommend the most.
0: Mindset blocks can show up in a multitude of ways, and money mindset blocks can be a major bummer, keeping you from experiencing serious growth in your business. If you're ready to break through those blocks holding you back and find the one simple shift that's specific to you and your business so you can cultivate a success mindset and start thriving when it comes to money, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book one of my three free simplifying success coaching calls today so how often do you recommend that people are looking at these kind of things? And also not only that, but I think there's a huge span of people from solopreneurs who are just getting started and just getting set up with a bookkeeping system to more well-seasoned entrepreneurs that have a bookkeeper on staff or a bookkeeper that they use regularly. And they don't need to necessarily be in zero or in QuickBooks reconciling these kind of things. They have someone to do that for them. So depending on where you are in your business, like how often do you recommend looking at your numbers and keeping tabs on all this kind of stuff?
1: So I'd say if you're doing the actual bookkeeping yourself, what you want to do is go in every week. And the reason I recommend this is if you wait until the end of the month, you're going to have to remember what you did at the start of the month, right? You're going to have to keep that knowledge in your head for that whole month and go back and be like, right. Okay. So that was for this. And then this was for this. And what did I do on that day? Whereas if you're going in every week and categorizing your expenses and income, then you're not having to hold that knowledge in your head for as long of time. And then it may be just, you know, a couple of transactions versus a lot of them, right? So if you do a little bit every week, you're going to not have to spend as much time actually doing the the data entry side of it. And then the other thing is if you're doing it yourself or if you're having someone else do your bookkeeping, at least checking in once a month and that's when you want to be looking at and creating the different financial reports. So, most people know about the Profit and loss, the PL. It's also the the official term is the income statement. And then the other two that I recommend people also look at is the balance sheet and the statement of cash flows. And what those three statements together do is give you a really good view of the overall Picture of your finances and where all of your money is sort of coming into going out of the business and and gives you that sort of big picture understanding. You know, when you first start doing this, what you may do is just pull up those reports and go, Okay, cool. And then just sort of sit there.
0: Yeah, yeah, move on with your day. All right. (laughs) It's totally,
1: I get it that you just look at those statements and are like, There's numbers and there's some words and okay, but you want to keep doing it. And, you know, every month checking in and looking at that and it's something where it'll slowly start to make more sense and you don't have to like completely understand it from the start and dive in and know exactly, you know, how that 39 cents got into the X category, but you just want to start familiarizing yourself with it. And you'll start noticing that, oh, typically I have X amount in expenses every month. Hmm, that's interesting. And then maybe you get to one month where the expenses are way higher and you're like, hmm, that's different. Maybe you know immediately that you invested in this big coaching package or that you you know were redoing your website and that's where that difference came from. Maybe you don't know why that difference is there and you're like, huh, I should probably look into that. But what it does is just by checking in every month with those reports, you're giving yourself, you're sort of like doing immersion therapy kind of, (laughs) (laughs) right? And you're starting to understand and you're starting to be able to see that when there are changes to understand what you need to do When you see that. And then, you know, that's really important if you're just doing it by yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you're um, working with a bookkeeper, I definitely recommend. Well, I mean, this is a whole other conversation about the shift in the accounting world, but you want to be working with someone who isn't just going to hand you reports and not say anything. Right. So part of what I do is with my clients, I meet with them every month and we have a a full on meeting to talk about what these reports are saying, to talk about what's going on in their business, you know, upcoming financial stuff, if there's changes in packaging and just have a a check in. And so, you know, I've gotten the feedback from, from clients that I'm their reality check. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's so easy, too, to think that you're doing worse than you are, right? It's so easy to be like, I am the worst person ever with money. I'm doing horribly. I'm spending way too much. I'm not going to have enough money to take care of things. And then once you actually look at it, you're like, oh, I'm good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the mindset work, right? That's the thought work that goes into it because it's so easy to tell ourselves those stories. And I mean, I think it's wonderful that you do this kind of work with people because you're that reality check. You're that person asking, well, is that true? Like, are you actually bad with money or are you actually not doing well? And sometimes it's not true. And I'm sure you, I'm sure you don't get on calls and berate your clients for spending too much, you know? No. I, th- I, think, I think sometimes what happens, and actually this goes back to another point that I was thinking about earlier was, you know, I think... When we, No matter where you are in business, one of the things that holds you back from these kind of things is you think you're too busy for it and you're like, I just don't have time. Like, I don't have time to have that meeting with the bookkeeper. I don't have time. I'll just look at it all at the end of the year or all at the end of the quarter. So I think that's a story that just kind of, I mean, that can snowball really quickly. And then the other thing I see is entrepreneurs who don't necessarily like what they see there, so they're they're like, "I'm not going to look at it. I already know I'm doing that right yeah. and i I mean, I think that's a dangerous habit to get into too, because absolutely you don't like you don't know if you're not checking in on it right so we can perpetuate these stories or we can actually look at the numbers and see if what we're telling ourselves is actually true
1: exactly yeah and and part of it sometimes when you look at the numbers and you don't like what you see sometimes it's because yes there are bad either spending habits or you know you aren't charging enough for your services. Like sometimes it is down to the actual money coming in and out. And then some of the time it's also just how you have the system, like your bookkeeping set up. Maybe you don't have all of the banks set up and feeding into your bookkeeping system. Maybe PayPal is set up incorrectly. PayPal is ugh, PayPal. Um <laughs> <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> But a lot of uh, something that happens frequently is it can look like there's double expenses or double income through PayPal with how it's set up and not understanding how money flows from PayPal to your bank account. So sometimes when you're looking at, at your, your financials and you're not liking what you're seeing, most of the time what I see is some sort of incorrect integration or mapping of the data and then the other half of the time, it is some sort of actual money cash flow issue.
0: Interesting. That's super fascinating. So one of the things that I do in my business, I told you I'm not really a spreadsheet person. I would much rather mm-hmm. like import expenses on its own. Um, but one of the things I do at the end of the year is what I call a gut check. And it's just me sitting down with a spreadsheet and obviously this is possible for me because I've been in a service-based business. So these are usually large amounts of money and there aren't like millions of them. It's just, you know, a Mm -hmm. small number each year that I can keep tabs on. And I just go through a spreadsheet and I add up all of the income that I made at the year to see and kind of like gut check that against the number that QuickBooks is showing me. Because for me, Mm -hmm. that gives me peace of mind of knowing that the software is doing what it's supposed to be doing. But it also, I feel like there's something... There's something a little more tangible about going back and seeing the income that came in through the year instead of just like clicking a button in QuickBooks sometimes. So that's just something that I like to do just to be sure that like I'm staying on top of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that you do that. And also there's ways to do that sort of throughout the month or throughout the quarter too, right? Like I I do a income projection sheet and I have this spreadsheet. And so I'm able to check those monthly against um, my bookkeeping software because I know, right? Like, and it is easier when you're a service-based business to do this because you sort of know how many people you've been working with.
0: Right. It's not like you're selling 30 necklaces like a week and you're like, oh gosh, how much did each cost, you know? (laughs)
1: Exactly. Yes, that is, that's much harder, but, but yeah, definitely doing sort of that check. And, and another th- it, like trouble that I frequently see people getting into is taking the bookkeeping software sort of at face value. And, you know, the softwares will make recommendations to you, you know, you've seen the like green match, yep. um, yes. you know, show up in, in QuickBooks or or zero. And it's not always right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) into real trouble just by being like, yep, yep, yep. And not like taking a second to actually look and be like, um, actually, no, you're lying to me. It's this.
0: (laughs) I think that green match button should actually say suggested. Like, (laughs) I don't think it should say match. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. It's, it's a very dangerous and alluring tool.
0: (laughs) Oh, so true. When we think about like staying on top of our finances and shifting our mindset around just having more awareness around money that's coming in and out of our business, what are some of the results you see people have of keeping more tabs on their numbers? Like what are they able to do because they have this information now?
1: So the biggest thing that I see, and it's one of the best things that I love about my job, is I can visibly see the relief on people. And like there's just this weight that all of a sudden it's gone and it's amazing. And, and I, I know, right. Cause I'm, I'm a bookkeeper, but I also, you know, we all have our money mindset issues and, and money blocks and things. And I personally felt, you know, that weight. And so to see that relief um, in people is amazing and definitely the best thing uh, about really getting on top of your your finances is that anchor that was that's holding you down is is gone. So that's sort of like the the intangible piece. Mm-hmm. But then the the some of the more tangible pieces, and it depends on on where you started, but is just being able to make better decisions. You know, if you're in a place where maybe you didn't have all of your banks connected to a bookkeeping software, or you were doing it more like a little bit in in each places, the decision to invest in you know um, equipment or a conference or you know a coaching package that was previously made on well, I think you know you go into your bank account and you're like, I think I have the money. I I think I will be able to make this work and then making a purchase based on that. Whereas once you, you know, are really on top of your systems with, with your bookkeeping and able to go in and look at your financials, you can make those decisions much more easily and be like, okay, this is how much I typically spend in expenses every month. And based on previous year's data and how much I think that I'm going to be bringing in next month, yes, I can make this purchase. So just like the certainty with which you can spend your money and invest your money definitely increases. That's one of the the things I see.
0: Awesome. And then also, I think charging what you're worth too. I think when we have a better handle of how much money we're spending in our business, like on all the things, you know, the bookkeeping software, the bookkeeper, you know, and things like that. Google, what is it? G Suite, now they're calling it, and Dropbox, and all of those kind of tools that we use to run our business more smoothly. I think when we know what those cost, We're able to say, like, okay, this is my cost of doing business. Mm -hmm. Am I charging enough to cover that? Because that's one of those things I see early entrepreneurs not necessarily charging enough because they don't know what it costs to stay up and running. You know, they're they're not they don't necessarily have to pay rent for an office or anything like that. But I mean, you don't take into account all the other expenses, it and tools. You know, that we kind of take for granted, and those cost money as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's something where when you're first, you know, starting up a business and trying to figure out pricing, it's all theoretical. It's all
0: right. Okay,
1: you know, what are other people saying their average monthly expenses are? Okay, let me take that number and then go with it. And very few businesses know all of the tools that you will need from the onset. So you're doing your pricing using this hypothetical average expense, if, if you were even, you know, got to that point when you're figuring out pricing to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then once you're actually in the business and, you know, doing it, money's coming in, it, it's all real, right? Yep. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, this is actually how much I'm spending on average and having to swing back around and be like, oh, okay. Does my pricing actually make sense?
0: Totally. Yes. I love everything about that. So I'd love to do just a quick recap of everything that we've talked about today. One, start by doing the mindset work, letting go of the fear of doing something wrong and that idea that doing something is better than doing nothing at all. So two, set up systems to take away the fear of the unknown. And then three, start looking at your financial reports each month so you can start to understand your numbers. So Morgan, if our listeners love what they heard from you today, where can they find you?
1: So I am online at honestlybookkeeping.com. And then I'm also on Instagram at honestlybookkeeping and a little bit on Facebook and Pinterest, also honestlybookkeeping, but I mainly hang out on Instagram. And then the, the one thing I, I would like to say before we, we end is that uh, a lot of people think that the only way to get help is by hiring a full-time bookkeeper. And you know a lot of bookkeepers now offer like consultations or one-time support. So definitely reach out for help. Even if you feel like you can't invest in a full-time bookkeeper just yet, because getting help sort of at the start to get you set up correctly will be absolutely invaluable.
0: And is that a service that you offer, Morgan?
1: It is. Yes.
0: Awesome. So you guys heard it. If you're looking for help so that you can know your numbers and stay on top of your finances, definitely go ahead over to honestlybookkeeping.com and Morgan can get you all set up. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me today, Morgan. I am so excited that I was here and it was great chatting with you. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift.
1: Those are the two that um, I I recommend the most.
0: Completely lost my train of thought. Hold on. (laughs) 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 Like there was another question here. What was it? (laughs)